Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Welcome into the Triple Option here on 365 Sports. Should, Jack, should I have, like, come up like that on that camera angle? Like, <laughs> like, like slithered up like a snake. It's Halloween, and I can... Just do that. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Roy Nogletree back after a couple weeks. He was in Scotland. Scotland? No, yeah. Did you you get any good scotch? No. You know what's funny is my wife um, hates whiskey, so... Well, I mean, what does that matter? Yeah, exactly. Well, look. She's my my wife, and I couldn't... (laughs) So does my wife, and you know what she does? She watches me drink it. Yeah, well, that was the that was the whole thing. We only had uh, one more day. There I am. We only had one more day left, and I was there is this thing called the Scotch whiskey experience, and it was like we're gonna take you through a period through history and time, or history and memoriam of uh, uh, time and memoriam rather of whiskey throughout Scotland. And I was like, I'm gonna do that, and she no no we're not. So 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 we didn't. And okay. uh, anybody who's married will understand that sentence very well. Yeah, very yeah, well. no, I get that. Um, to, to me, when we're on vacation, there's a trade-off. There's a bit of, like, this and that, you know. For... Oh, trust me, we took more pictures than I think I've ever taken in my entire life. Yeah, so uh, there's trade-off. You know, yeah. we agree on on things. And then um, there are things that each of, each of us have to sit and, like, muscle through. Oh, yeah. Know, well, where... look, the trade-off was is that there was a pub every, literally every two feet. Well, you could have just asked for a scotch there. I did a couple of times. Okay. And so well, you that, did get some, we, yeah. I did get some at yeah. a pub, but, like, as far as, like, just inundating myself with with flavors throughout uh, Scottish history, no, I didn't No, that. I that I would have done. That I would have done. I but uh, someone who I think could use a scotch uh, is... <sighs> Dabo Sweeney. Does it, he seems like a teetotaler to me. He probably is. He probably is. And Tyler, this is well known now, but Tyler from Spartanburg called his radio show last night. and Can't wait for that Twitter handle a- to be made. Asked a, what I will say is a D-bag question. <laughs> I, am, I will defend Dabo Sweeney in that insofar as the question he asked was very, it was a jerk question. You make this much money, basically to boil it down, you're making $11.5 million. You're the second highest paid coach in college football. You know, you need to do better than four and four. Okay, look, man, everybody in your fan base agrees with that. Mm -hmm. There's a way to ask it that is better. Like you can say, what's been the difference the last three years as as we started to dip? But then... Dabo Sweeney made the mistake. And there are a lot of people at fault here. The call screener, the host for letting this, this guy is your go old on school this radio long. host coming yeah. in here. And I can tell you, look, I know all this stuff because this was my life. Garrett is sitting behind me eating lunch right now. He knows exactly how I feel about the caller, which is only slightly better than I feel about Dabo Sweeney. <laughs> like well, the, let's dig into that, Paul. 
Talk so, to me, I'm your therapist. Yeah. What did Debo Sweeney do to hurt you? <laughs> so, um, he exists. Yeah. <laughs> no, but what Dabo did is a case in narcissism that I cannot even begin to talk about unless I was Carl freaking Jung, okay? Like, when you go off on, hey, like, all you have to say, and everything that he said is right. None of this great stuff happened before Dabo Sweeney was around. But saying that you owe me appreciation is the apex of narcissism because that's not how sports works. Sports is about today, not about yesterday. It's great that you did all those things, and he's right, and maybe he doesn't deserve all the smoke he's getting from the fans, but also $11.5 million buys you, like, you, you he's have... He's the highest-paid employee in the state, right? Yeah, he's the highest-paid employee in the state of South Carolina. Yeah. He makes way more than Tyler from Spartanburg. He's also, compared to Tyler from Spartanburg, one at life. Yeah. He's one at life. Tyler is the guy who's calling him. Tyler's only bullet is that call. Which, again, he could have said, like, you know, made a couple quick jokes and moved on and said that. But instead, he launched into a five-minute diatribe about why the fans should be appreciating him more and appreciating what they've done more. One that doesn't speak for – Tyler doesn't speak for all the fans. He just speaks for a loud, probably, minority right now. I think most of the fans would at Clemson don't want Dabo gone. They know. No. They know. Uh, but you do not – like, he lowered himself to the level of the caller. And he's been doing this long enough that he should know the rule of call-in radio shows, which is you have to expect that every call is going to be terrible. You cannot expect the most learned, beautiful-minded individuals to call up and go, Coach, I respect everything you've ever done here. Yeah. I have some questions about the way you've been Formation, performing. Yeah. And for performing and... Um, I'm just curious as to what the differences are between the glory years and today. And uh, please, I mean, I'm not criticizing you as a man or a human being, but move on. They're not all like that. There are people. Here's the only thing you know how to you need to know how to do to call into a radio show. Work the mother effing phone. That's the only thing you have to do. The only the only thing you have to know how to do is work the phone. Are you sure so, they even know how to do that? So yes. So most radio callers. Most of them, I'm not saying all, but a large quantity of them are just absolute wall-banging morons who barely know how to breathe. So when you do that, you cannot lower yourself like I'm doing right now to them because that's what it is. They don't, they're not you. They're you not you. You might as well you. be saying like the ninth circle of hell is reserved for... for Radio phone-in callers. You have no idea what I've been through, Royden. It you have like a lot. no idea. Well, are you a little worked up? I'm a little worked up, yes. Uh, mostly because here's the thing, and I'm doing it. We're giving Tyler from Spartanburg all this play, and he is a member of a group of people that I wholesale despise, and I was in that business. <laughs> well, well, look, you, you would... You wouldn't have any second thoughts if, like, Dabo Sweeney didn't come down with, like, righteous indignation about how the season's going. And well, it's like... No, I would I would have been like... I, I, I would have laughed at it because I'd like, here you go. Because but he ate the is. trash, man. Yeah, he did. He ate the trash. And, like, look, the fact that you allow Colin, uh, radio callers into a coach's show in the first place is crazy. But, like... I but think if you're going to, you, you need to be, like... 
You Jump need to, button. Yeah. Well, okay. It, it's like right. It's like riding on a jet ski. You got to put your life preserver on, man. If you fly off and drown and you didn't have your life preserver on, it's your fault. Not I. Just go for it, man. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I think that like this season is really getting to Dabo Sweeney because look, they've had like he said, and he's not wrong, but it is. Look, douchey to be like, yeah. we've been awesome forever. Like, appreciate our awesomeness. Mm -hmm. They've been bad, like, by their standards. They've been okay for a normal college football team. But you're now Clemson. That is the brand. You're on every ESPN show, open. You're, you, you have now, uh, the logo is now branded into people's minds when it comes to one of the powerhouses in college football. Dabo Sweeney has now inserted himself into being a larger-than-life college football personality. Uh, people go to him to seem to think, care, you know, what he has to say on certain issues, which I'll never understand why we ask coaches about that. But, like, he has now inserted himself into the conversations that 20 years ago you would never be asking a Clemson head coach about. Yeah. And he does make $11.5 million. Like, I the – the what have you done for me lately does get a little old when it comes to when it comes to college football because it is cyclical mm -hmm. for most programs not named Alabama and now I guess Georgia but even Georgia could like Kirby Smart could fall off in like 5 years and we'd be like well what's going on with Georgia it happens man other coaches have now caught up to him including your Florida State Seminoles so like I I I just eating the trash on this collar really showed me that it's not going well no, for them. And, and, and I don't – he hasn't – he doesn't know how to handle it anymore, it feels like. Like, if he was just like, whatever, man. It, he should have done the – you remember Jim Calhoun? Yeah. The, not a dime back? Yeah. Do that, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then he's – Thanks for watching my pockets, okay. broke boy. Like, what do you want – you okay. know, what do you want me to do? Okay. He started out by saying – and, I, and, like, this is where he went awry. The first thing he went awry. Like, you you know, you say, like, hey, you're welcome to apply for the job. Like, all those things. Like, that was a good little dart back yeah. at Tyler from Spartanburg. But when you say, look, I started out and I was the lowest paid head coach in the Power Five, that's still a great job and a great <laughs> salary. Like, so like A million dollars, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, you know, that's like going to, the like, a, you know, the those convention like those retreats where it's like all billionaires and being like he's 99 of the Forbes 100 what's he even doing here like his life is still better than almost everyone on he earth he only has one yacht gross yeah. yes he like that guy's life is better than everybody on earth except 98 other people yeah <laughs> like so <laughs> that that's how it is he's so only we, proctor he's not even proctor yeah, and yeah. gamble yeah dabo yeah dabo saying i was the lowest paid coach he wasn't making 36 he didn't like start at 36k a year yeah. and then crawl his not way like up a teaching assistant yeah like crawl his way up to 11.5 million dollars he certainly did earn every penny he's got by doing what he's done at clemson but I think Dabo needs to remember how he did that. Dabo used to be a guy who was kind of like fun. Like he was different. He was, he was loose Bible out there. big personality. And yeah. Now they're just quoting Bible verses back at each other, which if that's your bag, like go for it. But it is, it is just like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to put my finger on it other than, other than it's like he hasn't quite accepted. Yeah. It's been on me, man. Like, 
he hasn't done it. I, I yeah. from what I've seen now, people that have been like slobbering over Dabo Sweeney's response to this would probably be like, no, he's owned every second of it. No, I like, no, I, he was like, he was like, look, appreciate what we've done in the past. Again, you said it. It's not how sports work. That's not, it's especially not how college football okay. works. Let, let me, let me ask you this, Royden. You are a massively huge Houston Astros fan. Yeah. Okay. Um, they did not make the World Series this year. I, as I'm well aware, yeah, okay. what's your question? They did not make the World Series this year. Part of you is like, well, look, they're still a good team. They'll yeah. probably make a run next year. There's, you know, unless, unless they hire a three-year-old girl as the manager, like, they should be fine. They might. You know, like, they've got, they've got a good front office. Like, everything works out. They make good decisions. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like, everything's fine. But there's part of you that's like, well... <laughs> you start to see a trend of like, well, if they start doing the things that they did that lost them the series, mm -hmm. you know, then I'm going to be mad. Yeah. I mean, and there's like, look, you're dealing with this with any, with any fan base yeah. when it's like, you don't like all other teams lose except for like two, you know what I mean? I mean, except for one, all, every season basically ends in failure for yes. every team. That's something that it's hard for sports fans, I'm including myself, to, to like grasp that it's like most of the time it's bad, but like, so you got to enjoy the ride while you're there. <clears throat> I think that like, and look, I'm, I think that, I think the, the hardest thing to do though is to see the pinnacle of success and then see it dive yeah. or because it feels like when you're not continuing to keep the train on the tracks, that it's just going to go off the rails forever and you're going to wind up in a, in a, yeah. in the grand Canyon, mm -hmm. like, and then you'll never be able to claw your way out. Like it just, I know there's no trains around like the grand Canyon, but you get what I'm yeah. saying into a ditch. But like, it feels when you start to see it dive a little bit, you're Oh no. Like most fans are like, we'll never get it back. And I think, um, the fan bases that I especially root for Houston sports Baylor, when, when we see it kind of go away, no, no, Please, like, that's what it feels like. Yeah. And I think Clemson was so down bad. Clemsoning was a thing. They were so down bad for a long time. And they've reached the pinnacle of success. Yeah, there's a little cockiness. There's a little expectation that comes with that. But all of a sudden, it starts to go away, and you're just kind of – and fans get scared. I mean, it's genuinely like people get frightened that their thing that they've attached their identity to – now I'm getting existential – but the thing that they've attached their identity to that they root for every Saturday, that they put a lot of investment and time and faith in, their religion basically, all of a sudden isn't the thing that it was promised to be. Yeah, well, and, and look, as the coach, you need to expect this. Yeah. Like, you need to expect that that's going to be the response when you're 4-4 four and four for the first time in forever. You know, yes, especially you 10, in 12. South Carolina, that that's the thing. Yeah. There's like these pockets of where they don't have pro sports. I mean, obviously, like the Carolina Panthers are in that region and people root for them and stuff the like that. Atlanta sports are big yeah. for them. Yeah. Yeah. So like, but especially in these pockets, that's why college football and college sports are so important. This is their thing. Yeah. That's it. So like, you got to expect for the callers to be like, my grandpappy rooted for this man and, 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 and you're ruining it. And you know, I'm going to like, I'm going to jump off a building if you don't do that. And you're just like, whoa. Yeah. So you've got to, like, the fact he's already been mad about this because of the bandwagon fans, that he, like, expectation, you know, outweighs appreciation. Yeah, but you you set those expectations, right? Yeah. Um, That's what you, you want to have, the, the, by you, the way. Yeah, you do. Like, you don't want to, um, okay, fine. Okay, let's, let's set the expectation at four and four, correct? 
Yeah. Or, you know, at, this is barely, you know, going to make a bowl game. Set the expectation there and see if you're still paid $11.5 million. Mm -hmm. Everything is a give and take. Um, you know, uh, I, um, I remember a story about a Baylor athlete here, and I was talking to a coach, and they were talking about social media. And, look, I know that Baylor does not have the best track record when it comes to people who are outside the norm of, a, like, what their ideal drawn-up definition of a Baylor student is. Like, right. you know, you could be LGBTQ plus or whatever. Like, you could be in that, in that group or you could be different. And then when you're different, like, and you want to express that, like, you certainly have the right to, but you also have to know that once you open the door, you don't get to decide. Like, it's fame. Fame's the same way. When mm -hmm. you open the door to fame and, like, you want to go in, you are no longer in control. The only control you have is when you decide to open the door because then you're you're the door's out of your hands yeah you you can only kind of like ride the wave so i was talking to this baylor coach and I, I asked him about you know certain issues and they said look like people need to be who they're going to be to be happy but they also need to know and i tell especially young athletes this that when you open the door it doesn't close anymore it's opened. Like that's it. So like Colorado's finding that out in real time. Yeah, exactly. Like so Dion like and but here's the difference is Dion's ready for it. Yeah. Like he's ready for it. He he's he's I'm he's, saying more the athletes. Yeah, 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 but like but he's also there to prepare them for that. He knows it. Like mm -hmm. he knows it. You can't like there are some things you can tell like when he's using some of this like bravado to be like they said this about me. You know with Dion, that's like that's all you know, he's just playing mind games. He's ready for it because he's been through it. Yeah. Good, bad, and different, and, and different otherwise. Dabble Sweeney needs to know that. Like, listen, man, $11.5 million, you open yourself up to people asking you questions about, like, these. And you have to answer sometimes what are dumb questions. You do. Like, I equate it to the Joel Olstein thing. You can't be the most popular pastor in the world and then not open your doors when, like, uh, the city the, is flooding. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just you have to – you're going to have to – you're going to have to ride the wave a little bit. No pun intended. But like I just think yeah. like No, you you're, are. You're going to have to you're going to have to like really bear the brunt of this and to to be like, well, it's not me. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. No. Like yeah, you got to you've got to step you're up. You're the and, one out there doing the whole NIL like name and image and likeness of God bit. Like yeah. you, like people are now going to take the things the the goofy the goofy stuff that you've been saying in the media the all shucks mentality and it's going to go against you. Yeah. How you're not prepared for that as if not the best coach now with the, one of the best coaches in the sport. Yeah. Is crazy to me. Yeah. I don't know. And part, part of it is the demagoguery that we give to coaches. Like, yeah. Like, like if you look at like what's going on at Michigan right now is because Jim Harbaugh like had like believes that there's no consequences for him. So because he believes there's no consequences for him, he'll push, he'll, he'll step over the line, push the envelope as much as he wants because what's going to happen? Mm -hmm. Like, and so I think there's a lot of coaches that think that because Dabo, you heard it like, okay, they didn't do that in 150 years before now at Clemson. Yeah, that's true. But, but now you, you've done, but it. you've also proven that it's not impossible. Mm -hmm. So either you were saying you're the only person who could ever do it and you're not the first coach to win a national championship at Clemson, Dabo. Danny Ford did that as well. So there's another person who did it. Now, he's not like he's rolling back in yeah. <laughs> to do it, but there is someone else who can. Like, so 
you may point out that like, yes, you've done all these great things, but you've also now pointed out that it's not impossible. Yeah. And you need to look no further than other programs in the country that have won with multiple head coaches that are not as big as Clemson and won conference titles. We're sitting in a city that has had three different coaches in the last 15 years win conference titles yeah. or come close to it, you mm -hmm. know, um, or play be for in the game, yeah. be in the game. So, and probably, and like, had he not gone to the NFL probably would have, yeah. you know, like the, the team, the team that he built did. So you turn water into wine and then all of a sudden now, like, you're giving them grape juice. People are going to ask like why they can't have wine anymore. Yeah. You know, I just, I think not to continue the biblical narratives here, but I just think that like, I don't know, eating the trash on this is going <laughs> to, I don't think it's as cool of a thing as many supporters and especially Twitter acolytes are saying that it is like, Oh, cut the mixtape for Dabo Sweeney. Ah, let's, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, there is a point to maybe the highest paid employee in the mm -hmm. state shouldn't be stooping down to the level of what you have uh, defined as a single cell organism. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just, and again, I, I know I'm being, maybe that's reductive of I'm, like people. I know. I look, look, I know I'm making a blanket statement, but I, I Dabo's in the small group of college football coaches that make 11 and a half million dollars. I'm in a larger group, but still a relatively small group compared to humankind of people who've had to sit through call-in shows and take calls and expecting that the calls are going to be good is not a good idea. Now expecting that the calls are going to be wild is another thing, but that's not the show that Dabo wants. Dabo wants state radio. He wants, you know, Hey coach, I know we're struggling, but what are you going to do? You got a trick play up your sleeve? Da, 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 da. You know, like that's what he wants, but he also has to know that like there is a gambit to this. And I like, you know, I can only speak to personal experience. I was producing Art Briles live call-in show here um, one night when he still did a live call-in show. Mm. And it was during the first couple years where they were instituting this new offense and the caller said, coach, if I never see another bubble screen again, it'll be too soon. And this was before RG3 was the quarterback. And then all of a sudden, you know, bubble screens were fun. Yeah. Uh, but he was really upset about it. But it was a key part of that browse offense that, that they were running was the bubble screen was, you know, it just was, they didn't have the guys that they would a couple years down the line. Mm -hmm. And so Art Bryles, well, I thought this was a little bit like, you know, you probably should have just let it go. No more calls. I <laughs> did. No more calls. So you can either, which I think is, is maybe the simpler decision. If you decide that you can't take something, then don't do it. Because trying to force your way through it is only going to end up in Tyler from Spartanburg's, yeah. right? And Dabo, if you don't, if you if you're expecting all the calls to be rah rah when you're four and four, and maybe that's part of it is that you've had these great runs and you haven't had Tyler's from Spartanburg's calling you up, mm -hmm. or if you did. The rest of the world was like, that guy's an idiot. Da, 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 da. Well, yeah, when one game, everybody's losing But their mind. when Tyler yeah. from Spartanburg, while his call was rude and ridiculous, does make a good point, $11.5 million for four and four is not cutting it. And then when you throw a Bible verse back at the Bible guy and it is pride cometh before the fall, that's and, and then the guy, he says pride cometh before the fall, and then the guy spills out pride I mean, Tyler from Spartanburg, both of these guys were not wrong. That's the thing. They were both wrong in the way they went about it. 
but wrong in opposite directions. Yes, they like they just went wrong in opposite directions. But yeah, it's it's a whole thing. And we'll wrap up here, I imagine. But like the the thing about Dabo too. Look, man, I'm not burying Clemson. This is a bad year. Yeah, by all standards for what they've set on the program, like we've said, but I'm not burying Clemson. You also got to know if you're Dabo Sweeney, you'll be back in the conversation probably. So if you do a couple things differently. Yeah. Sure. So to, to go off and be like, what have you done for me? This is what I did for you in the past. Don't worry about what we're doing currently and or in the future is silly because I just kind of think that they'll, they'll be okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And maybe he's thinking that, like, look at all that I've done. It's going to be fine. But to in the interim, that doesn't play, right? Well, my, look, if I was the athletic director, we'd have had a conversation. Yeah, I'd have been like, they had a joke about it today when Dabba went to his press conference and said, what's everybody for Halloween? Somebody said, tire from Spartanburg. Everybody had a big laugh. You know, it's over. But if I'm the AD, I'm going to, hey, man, what's up? I'm going to be like, hey, um, look, that was not a good look. And I will tell you all the reasons why. Um, and the first thing I would have started with is like, yeah, I know that you worked your way up from lowest paid coach to second highest paid coach. And nobody is doubting your American ingenuity and hard work. But um, the lowest paid Division One football coach, even in 2004, is a really, really good job. Yeah. <laughs> it is a fantastic job. It's $2,004 dollars Look, too. If, Here's the thing. If you tell your if you if you told your parents, hey mom, dad, pa, I just got the head coaching job at Clemson, they're telling everyone. Yeah. They're proud. They're thinking, like, oh, I bet we're gonna get a nice vacation out of this. Like all those things. Get a car. Yeah. Little Buick. Yeah. All those things are we're so proud of our son. He can finally do these things. He might go in the local newspaper, Paul. And you could have only had that job for four years at your low salary, and people would have still thought, like, man, that's good. Yeah. You could have still been pretty much set up for life. You did the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like even if you're, you get fired, people are like, oh, well, the, to me, the best position to be in is the fired head football coach of the university. We've said this on the yeah, show. Look, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, other than your pride, but again. Most of those guys do have that, like, weird sense of pride where it's, I got to keep doing this thing. Yeah, because you're, you're a competitor. Yeah. I get it. When we come back, great matchups in the Big 12 this week that will decide uh, for some teams who is still in the conference race and who is not. This is the triple option. On 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, Metro Ethernet, Waves, Dark Fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable, so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. 
Alongside Royden Ogletree, back after a couple, he was in San Antonio a couple weeks before Austin, that, and then yeah. he was in Austin. Okay, then he was in Scotland, same place actually. Same place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when you really like look look at it, yeah, same place. We both speak English, kind of. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, they have a lot of lot, like a lot of festivals just back to back to back in Austin. Yeah. No, they or do. In Scotland? No, they actually kind of do. They have like apparently like the biggest. No one cares, but they have like the biggest like arts festival yeah. in the UK there that we like just missed or something like the, that. The only, the only time off of festivals in Austin is just so they can change the signage. Yeah, like there's like two. The there's ground. like two weeks off to like do all those things and change the signs, mm -hmm. and then it's just a new thing. Weed guy has to reload. Yeah, like all the like everybody's, you know, okay, we're out of. You know, we got to order more briskets at the barbecue places, <laughs> like all these things. Slaughter the fatted calf. We yeah, got all those. We got ACL coming again. Yeah, exactly. Like it's ACL and just like South by Southwest. Southwest, South by Southwest, and there's like things in the middle of it too. Where My like, buddy's Dan Film Festival in his backyard. Yeah, I mean, but they have so many different things. So yeah, maybe maybe Scotland is the Austin of Europe. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm putting it together. Probably. <laughs> I'm going to pitch that to the, the Edinburgh Council and see if they really enjoy that. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people who uh, are, are there whose band's going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, first of all, where's Austin? <laughs> um, okay. This week in the Big 12, Royden, there are one, two, Three games that directly affect who could be playing in the conference title game. Surprisingly enough, one of them is not TCU and Texas Tech, which is Thursday night. Yeah, um, that may come up. I thought uh, early in the year that uh, that, that would be, like, at this point of the year, that, that could be a swing game for either team. And right now, it's a it's kind of a swing game for either team. And if you're going to a bowl at all at Texas Tech or what bowl you're probably going to wind up in if you're t TCU. It's also like a gambler's nightmare, too. So so anybody looking to lose yeah. money on a Thursday night, like that's what it is. I um, that the, Texas Tech and TCU may come up in our in our third segment of uh, underperformance. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. So uh, Kansas State and Texas Bedlam for the final time, at least that we know of, uh, and Kansas at Iowa State. All uh, six of those teams involved in those games uh, have a reasonable shot at winding up in Arlington in a month. It is shocking to me. I mean, watching them play, I kind of get it now, but it is shocking to me that Iowa State is still in this thing. After, like, the gambling fiasco to even – they haven't even played a snap, and like their quarterback wasn't even. What? And their running back, and their running and back like was gone. A couple of their guys, yeah. Their defense is nasty, and the fact that I mean, probably the best job that uh, Matt Campbell. Matt yeah. Campbell. I was going to say Dan Campbell. No, Matt Campbell has done in a while in at, in Iowa State. So that, but that defense is nasty, and like the fact that they're still in it is a credit to the coaching yeah. and that. Now, granted, this is a huge one for them. Uh, because look, you're playing Kansas at home. Yeah, you need to defend your home field, uh, and you have after that you've got BYU, which should be a winnable game, even though it's on the road. But then you've got Texas at home and Kansas State on the road. So they like it feels like five, like four or five games in a row. Was that four, four yeah, games four. in a row where they're just gonna like teams are gonna kill each other yeah. on the field? Yeah, they and Iowa State is gonna have to. And again, it all starts this week. Like. Iowa State and Kansas are in, you know, there. There's no ro more room for error unless, like, the other games, like, you know, everybody starts trading 
losses here. Um, but I do think we are getting into territory where the Big 12 might have might knock each other out of the college football playoff. Yeah, it seems to me that, like, even though they lost, I mean, they could very well lose to Oklahoma State, who I said this about Iowa State, but Oklahoma State, what? Like, when did that, how did, are they all of a sudden six and two? How did that happen? Yeah. Well, you know, the South Alabama game would have been a season ender yeah. for a lot of teams. Like, and I say a season ender. But they don't have then, a quarterback. Like, how do they? Yeah. And you think, like, okay, well, this is how the, if you're a fan of Oklahoma State, you think that's just how the season's going to go. Yeah. This is a reset season. They really got, like, they got really rated in the transfer portal. Now they added in the transfer portal. It looked like they, they made some good value ads, maybe not mm -hmm. superstars, but good value ads that they, they've had. But Mike Gundy, I think also part of it is the, like, that coaching staff, and as crazy as Mike Gundy can be sometimes, he's also become a very, pretty practical guy. I don't think he was ever sitting in his office thinking, like, this is a CFP team. Right. But he knew that if he could point things in a certain direction, that they could at least contend for the conference title. And that's what they're doing right now. They have one conference loss. It kind of feeds into the theory that used to be uh, present that uh, Mike Gundy's just going to win nine to ten games every single year. Well, look, he's like he's a good like he's a good coach. Now, where I guess you can get frustrated with him is, you know, if I'm an Oklahoma State fan, like why have they not gotten over gotten that over that that finish line yet? But the good news for that is. You've got one of the most consistent coaches in the country who doesn't appear to be going anywhere, and the playoffs about to be twelve teams. Mm -hmm. So maybe maybe that will help him get over the hump. I mean, you just do the Kansas State thing like that they did for a millennia. Uh, you just prod and prod and prod, win six games, seven games, nine games. Oh, we just.